get it. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. We're open argument, interested in evidence. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. Studio C. Si, senor. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, good old Dr. Fauci, testifying today via closed circuit Zoom monitor and meeting. I, and I heard this. Uh, Leader Schumer say. Finally, we'll get to hear what's really going on and really happening. Without the president looming over his shoulder, we'll finally get the truth. Trying to insinuate that there's some deep, dark secret secret about all this. Trump's holding a gun to his head, which is so insulting to Dr. Fauci, as we saw him respond to a couple of weeks ago. Nice to uh, make it sound like Dr. Fauci is just such a weak little man that he's... Going out there and saying whatever the president, the opposite because of what the is true. the president's physically looming over him all the time. Saying the opposite of what is true and doesn't have the guts to go to the media and, and tell them what's actually happening. But we've freed him. We sent the SWAT team in. Now he can speak. That's how speak dis- his truth. That's how disturbing our politics are now. Oh, God, they're for six-year-olds. And, and it's not just like a fringe senator, the minority leader in the Senate, one of the most powerful people in America. Acting like that's going on. And, and both sides do it. I'm not going to pretend they're not. So it's just, it's, you know, it is what it is. Well, How long will we continue this? Like, a, I don't I don't hold the elevator for people, and they don't hold it for me. Mm, how, good. Long, how long will that continue, I wonder? I don't know. I'll bet for quite a while. Yeah, it'll be one of those bit-by-bit things. You'll just start to forget to, you know, <laughs> close the elevator door. First person that gets on with you, you'll be like, yeah, really? Gonna yeah. ride on the elevator with me? Yeah. Okay. It'll be one of those time heals all wounds things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Slowly but surely. Unless this horrific Chairman She's bat fever is with us for the rest of our days. Yeah. Then I have no idea. Which it might be. Um, what's uh, what's the latest on baseball? Did I hear there's a, a, a development? A plan has been planned, Jack. It has been unleashed. Plan has been planned. Yes, we will reveal that plan. Although the plan has not been adopted because the players' association has to vote on it. How optimistic are you of something happening? Brrr. The, the, the owners are all in agreement on this. Apparently, yes. I keep okay. I keep hearing all these things about sports, and then I hear experts weigh in and say, "Yeah, well, here's why it's not actually going to happen." The, for ba- for for basketball and football and a variety of other things. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, there are opposing forces at work here to some extent. Uh, the owners have a specific interest in getting a certain number of games on the air, so they get their TV money. If they don't get seventy games, I think it is. I'll check, but then they don't get paid the TV money. So the owners are very anxious to get those uh, games on the air, one way or another. The players' association is saying. Uh, how in the world are you going to keep everybody safe and COVID free mm. in our, you know, in the, in the clubhouse, the locker room, the rest of it? Um, and, and I don't, you know, I read the Players Association uh, questions and I thought, wow, they're not going to be able to get those answered. But that's just my guess. Oh, really? There's a hell of a lot of money at stake and sure. that often uh, leads people to find solutions to problems. But I, it's far from a sure thing. That's what I would tell you. Hmm. 
Um, <clears throat> yeah, Dr. Fauci does testify today in uh, front of some people in government that are going to be talking to him and asking him questions. I have a soft rock classic playing in my left ear. I'm not sure why that is. Uh, but uh, we'll see if anything comes out of that. I don't expect anything to come out of the Dr. Fauci questioning, do you? Uh, well, yes and no. Yes, it will be made a great deal about on the cable newses, who will screech that Dr. Fauci is clearly divided from the president, oh, yeah. blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, like like all these interviews that happen all the time, which is so frustrating, and he has stated this himself. Right. It will all it will be all about trying to find fissures between him and the president rather than get the best information you can from one of the leading doctors in the world about the virus we're all uh, worried about. Right. So it will seem as though it is a big deal. It will not have been a big deal, though. Yeah, like it's a no. hearing about some criminal enterprise as opposed to talking to a virologist about a virus. Right. Um, yeah. That is exactly what will happen. Uh, let's introduce everybody. Let's start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing okay. Um, as far as baseball goes, I really would just like to see 160 games, three inning games. Just, just make short, games. short short Three games. innings. Well, that done. would be exciting, wouldn't it? A three inning game? Whew. You could do three a day. You'd watch every pitch. Oh, yeah. I can tune into that. And nine innings, I don't usually have time for at this point in my life. But uh, three innings, I'd be in. How about five? How do you feel about five? Three's a little short. Five would be good. Yeah, I mean, three, you're barely going to get through the batting order. Right. I mean, perhaps. (laughs) Get a hit. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Tough talk. There from young Sean. Uh, yeah, I know they're, they're all, if you, if, if the fans were the number one concern, there's all kinds of great ideas. The single elimination NBA playoffs would be freaking awesome. Make it like March madness or something like that. But it's, 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 it's a business and they're going to do the players are employees, very, very wealthy employees in many cases. And And uh, a very, very powerful union. Yeah. Uh, there's positive Sean whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Now, I'm sure you guys are uh, familiar with the song Kiss from a Rose by Seal, the uh, the 1994 mega smash hit. It was, uh, I believe, from the Batman Returns soundtrack, one of the few redeeming oh, right. qualities was, from that movie. It's from the Batman movie. I have no idea where it exists in that movie either. I've tried. To, I've watched that movie sp- several times specifically looking for this song, <laughs> and I have not found it. Probably uh, uh, over the end of the end credits. Yeah. Oh, is that me? Is that a trick that they can do? Sometimes yes. they do that with the big hit song because it doesn't fit the movie. It's a big corporate tie-in thing. Yeah. Well, so so yeah, this is the the fantastic Seal singing "Kiss from a Rose." He can but, balance a ball on his nose. But now I present to you the song "Kiss from a Rose" presented by actual Seals. The internet is great. Fantastic. Oh, the internet is wonderful. I'm, I'm I, glad I'm, people have the time to do that. That's right. That's awesome. I'm not sure I am as edified by that as I'm supposed to be. <laughs> I'm more amazed that people do that than the, than the actual result. See, he, he, he calls himself Seal. The seal is yes, an actual it's aquatic not that I missed the premise. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, so you get it. You get it. It's just not okay. Yes, precisely. It's not landing with the same impact we thought. Nah. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Oh, boy, we got to get into Elon Musk. Did he lay down the law yesterday, huh? He took a stand. He's like walking out on a main street in an old western. 
Right. Staring down the, the county health commissioner. Right. <laughs> we got to get into that. That's good stuff. He's practically got the fife and drum and the, the, the bandage around the head. Absolutely. Way to go. African-American Elon Musk. It's Tuesday, May the 12th, the year 2020. We're Armstrong and getting we approve of this program. Let's begin officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. No more ridiculousness. Let's get down <laughs> to business here at Mark. Mark. There's a television series based on the National Treasure movies coming to Disney Plus, and this is strange. The Nicolas Cage role will be played by Joe Exotic. Hmm. I didn't want to go newsy for the, the opening. So today. I, I didn't hear. To... There's another Tiger show on Netflix, but this one's about the death of Roy Horn from Siegfried and Roy. Did they just announce this because Siegfried died over the weekend? But. I think they may have misinterpreted the appeal of Tiger King and thought it, people just love anything about tigers. Well, I think anything about, to about find tigers, out. <laughs> people will watch it and talk about it endlessly. Right? No, it's uh, there are other elements that uh, brought us in. I I don't know if I need to watch a multi-parter about the death of Roy Horn. No, too too many multi-parters. <sighs> too much bulk. These are busy times. You know, quit sending us 45-minute YouTube videos saying, you guys got to watch this. (laughs) You know, quit 10-part documentaries on this, that, or the other. I mean, I sort of, the founding of the country, 10 parts, yes. I can handle that. And that would be a detailed look. Sure, the Civil War, maybe this, some basketball player or (laughs) singer or whatever. No. Tiger guy dies, you got a three-part series. Yeah. I mean, I some people have unlimited time, apparently. What, what is I a, wish you could, those of us who are a tad busy, can you get us the condensed version? What's amazing to me is all this content apparently making money or it wouldn't be produced, I guess. All these podcasts, all these shows, mm. uh, some of you must be listening to them and watching them because a lot of these people are professionals. I'm just, I can't take it all in. You must have more time than I do. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, not exactly. getting to, I'm not even scratching the surface of the stuff that's out there. Right. Right. But somebody's watching it because it's making money and they keep throwing money at it. Anyway, um, we got mailbag. We got the Elon Musk's brave stand. We'll talk about how that turned out. Yes. That is something. That's, that's, that, that could be, that could end up being uh, Elon Musk versus the state of California or something in a Supreme Court case. Sort of thing people talk about forever. Yep. Very exciting. Yes. Uh, all on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Just had my first sip of coffee, fully realizing that might be the high point of my day. That might be the best I feel all day long. Yeah, okay. That's uh, good for you. (laughs) At least I know it. I don't have unrealistic (laughs) expectations about my day. You know, it's funny. I was just thinking about that. Came in yesterday after working from home for however long it was, a few weeks, a couple weeks. And, uh, of course, nothing worked, and the computers had been updated, and they couldn't connect to printers, and it, it, this couldn't ID that. And it was just, it was just, it was a, a, a cluster, you know what. But I came in suspecting that it would be. So my mifitude was mild at worst. Expectations, realistic expectations. Mm. Are they not the key to happiness? Yes. That and having good stuff happen to you. That doesn't right. hurt. That and having lots of money and a hot wife. and Catching a few breaks. Really cool car. That doesn't hurt. Huh? Rich parents. Rich, Rich parents. Yeah, well, I've known plenty of people with that, and they don't That's necessarily true. turn out. Uh, That's true. Yeah. Mailbag. Uh, 
Ian from Tijuana sending along a freedom-loving quote of the day. We already have an international show. This is from Thomas Paine, who was a tad bit of a nut job, but we needed his energy during the revolutionary period. He liked the style of the French Revolution more than the American Revolution. He thought we didn't go far enough. Yeah. Tearing down everything. Not enough heads on spikes. Jack, is the overly long Michael Jordan documentary, points out teams need all sorts of different energies to succeed. And I think Thomas Paine's was necessary at the time. At any rate, here's what he said. The duty of a true patriot is to protect his country from its government. Hmm. It's a good one. And Ian says, in these days of nanny state, big government ex-hall monitors. <laughs> I like that. And on a similar theme. Nice note from Matt, the creepy breast milk soap guy. Longtime friend of Armstrong and Getty, Matt. Um, he, he sent us a bar of it, didn't he, years soap ago? Soap made from breast milk? Breast milk soap. Teat. Yes, Charles. From a human? Yes. Otherwise, they just call it milk. That's true. <laughs> which is interesting because it comes from the animal's yeah. breast. That's the worst, though. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. Just hang around me longer. <laughs> anyway, uh, Matt writes, Hey, guys, we'll all talk about tiny tyrants lately and knowing your deep love for words in the English language. Indeed, may I be so bold as to recommend throwing the word cockalorum around as well. It's one of our family favorites. Cockalorum, a self-important little man. Hmm. Yeah, that, of course, uh, you know, when people said cock for hundreds of years, it was a reference to a rooster. Okay, so just everybody be cool. Everybody keep cool. So the cockalorum at the county landfill who wouldn't let me in without a mask. Yeah, it rolls off the tongue nicely, too. It's just a fun word to say. Uh, let's see, where do we want to go from here? Uh, oh, Jim is a Cal Unicornian. He says, do you think the United States would sell California to the Chinese to erase the future $9 trillion debt to pay off the Chinese loans? Remember, we bought Alaska from the Russians. California would uh, welcome it since it's... In the past, there was talk of leaving the Union. Well, yeah, the, the, most of the talk of leaving in California is like leaving California and forming a new state that isn't completely insane. But thank you. There's some good stuff from those uh, emails from last week that I saw last night where Susan Rice, who was a security advisor for oh. Trump, couldn't understand why Flynn was so concerned about China. There's something going on there. He doesn't seem to be as worried about Russia as he is about China. China, China, what's going on there? Something strange. Something dirty. Yeah, that's wild. You know, I was saying, cockalorum, it's fun to uh, fun to say. The, when I heard Susan Rice, my mood went just straight down. That lying, rotten, duplicitous, country-betraying piece of poor governance... I'm not going to dehumanize people. All right. I'm a Christian man. Wouldn't do that. Yeah, Combat she's model. She, <laughs> probably the leader. <laughs> she is a horrible human being. Let's see. Uh, this is from Travis. In the year uh, I've been listening to you people, I have to say, and he says, keeping it gender neutral. Thank you so much. 
Please, Travis, no gendered language. I feel like that's gone away in the uh, wake of the Great Depression and the uh, pandemic, that uh, arguing about pronouns is uh, yes. had to take a back seat for a while. It may Please never come back. do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. As, as I've pointed out more than once, you only have time for the last tenth of a percent of enlightenment, hyper-enlightenment, when everything is going really, really well. And we were a country that was just on such a roll, we could indulge the looney-tooniest of complaints from the looney-tooniest college campuses. I'm looking at you, Portland State. Oh, uh, Let's see, moving along. Ah, Travis writes in the air, I've been listening to you people, gender neutral. I have to say that yesterday's show was the best I've heard. I had people looking at me funny while I was laughing with tears in the middle of the store. I wish happiness was as contagious as the communist Chinese bat flu. People don't smile enough anymore. Or maybe I can't see them smile because of the mask. Hmm. I'd give you yesterday an eight. Uh, it was pretty good. I'd say the average show is a seven. That was an eight. Uh, okay. Um, I, I, there is a certain grimness in the air, though, Travis. You're absolutely right. I, just the, the mood, the national mood, is definitely a little edgy and grim. Hmm. But that's okay. I, ups and downs are necessary. We were talking about the children are rich kids. Part of the reason a lot of them end up, you know, full of, of angst, boredom, ennui, drug addiction, the rest of it, is they just, they haven't been tested. We'll be okay. Uh, oh, and finally this, uh, KR from uh, beautiful Wheatland, California, wrote in, said, uh, this video has some great points about the shelter-in-place rules and how business owners could get back to work safely. That's part of a two-paragraph introduction to this video he wants us to watch. He freaking rickrolled me. In the middle of a pandemic, you rickroll me? What, what have I slash we ever done to deserve that, Kevin? What's the matter with you? Sick. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hi guys. Just thought I'd do a live video to check in because I'm sure a lot of people are wondering like what the turnout ended up being. This and then a line down the street. So much for some of those people saying nobody would show up. And our patio is full too. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for the support guys. I got to get back to work. Well, it was hailed by some as an exciting story as a restaurant opened on Mother's Day, despite the county rules, the state rules. And uh, people showed up around the block for Mother's Day. And what a happy story. Well, the Colorado restaurant has had their license suspended by the state and defiance of the state order. They will no longer be allowed to operate. So uh, there you go. Chris in Colorado Springs, who drives through Castle Rock every day, which is where CNC Coffee is, says this will place, place will become a regular stop for me if they survive their government infliction of safety. Uh, yes, I wear a bandana because I think it might be a good idea. Um, yeah, they have been shut down. One of my all-time best friends got married in Castle Rock. I had a lovely night there. It's a very nice little part of the country. I've played some fine golf there. Um, <clears throat> well, I've played golf there. The <laughs> golf courses were fine. The golf, me. So in the L.A. area, I'm kind of going building up to Elon Musk here. Just a little glimpses, various parts of the the country. Right. You the, can't just go to Elon Musk. You got to build up to him. Rules <laughs> versus the way people are reacting to him. And there's a lot of different attitudes, as we all know. Ah, theme. Um, 
I personally think wearing a mask is the conservative move in that it allows the government to take their hands off your freaking private property, your business, and your job, and let you get back to it. Uh, so I think wearing a mask is a good idea for those reasons. I don't feel like it's a, uh, a an attempt to control me. But that's just me. You can disagree. Um, but it uh, the Target in Los Angeles, and by the way, we just got a uh, word that we have very good ratings in Los Angeles on KBC. Thank you for listening. Yes, indeed. It's uh, If you like the show, tell your friends. If you don't, mind your own damn business. You know, uh, when I bounce around the radio dial and listen to other shows, mm-hmm. I often feel bad about our show. <clears throat> As I said, we're usually about a seven. But I bounce around the radio dial. <clears throat> I'm rolling my eyes. This is radio. You can't <laughs> and see it. I listen to other shows, and most of them are a four. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of crap out there. Right. It's like being the smartest horse. But, yeah. You know, I yeah. Mean, that's, clearly, that's exactly what I'm saying. Seven and proud to be. If I ever think, you know, mm-hmm. eh, this show's okay. I listen to other shows, and I think, ah, how would anybody listen to that? Right. Right. Anyway. anyway. Where were we? <laughs> Our high ratings in Los Angeles. No, a target in Los Angeles where a uh, fight, a brawl erupted over, uh, you know, it was an area where people have to wear masks and the target tried to enforce you wearing a mask and people got into a fight. And stop fighting security guards like that poor guy got shot in Oklahoma. Oh, my God. The security guards told by his boss he can't let anybody in without a mask. What is he supposed to freaking do? Lose his job? I didn't, what do you want? And you're taking out your anger on some hourly employee, dweeb. That's just, that's weak and it's stupid. Don't be that guy. Understand. And listen, you can register strong complaints. Say, hey, you got to pass this on to your boss. That's perfectly legitimate. But don't take it out on the human being. Don't shoot the messenger. Numbskulls. Elon <clears> Musk <throat> tweeted yesterday afternoon. Tesla is restarting production today against Alameda County rules. I will be on the line with everyone else. If anyone is arrested, I ask it only be me. 73,000 retweets already. Very nice. In less than 24 hours. Very nice. Uh, there have been a number of reactions to this, and we could get to some of them in a little bit. A heck of a lot of, you know, he is a hero for our times, that sort of thing. And then a lot of, a lot of backlash on the other side. But he did want to point out... You know, I'm sorry, before you get to that, the Armstrong and Getty show will continue. And if anybody is arrested, I ask that it be positive, Sean. And I Wait, ask what? that you get a couple of licks in with the nightstick as well. What? Why? <laughs> I'm sorry, where were you? Yeah, we got this text earlier. I hate Sean, but that seal bit caused uncontrollable laughter and delight. <laughs> it was I will, funny. I will not call for his death today. <laughs> wow. Victory. It's, uh, mixed praise there. So... <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry that your previous calls have gone unanswered, I guess. <laughs> Elon retweeted a journalist who uh, tweeted shortly after that. From what I gather, at Tesla was told they could operate by the state of California. But Alameda County illegally overrode that decision. Elon Musk, can you confirm? So Elon Musk pinned this tweet yesterday. Yes, California approved of me opening up. But an unelected county official illegally overrode. Also, all other auto companies in the United States are approved to resume. Only Tesla has been singled out. This is super messed up. And again, Elon said he'll be on, he was on the lines. Now, so did they open yesterday? Was he on the lines? Did the police show up? I haven't heard a word about it. I believe so. Yeah, they did do some business and nobody was arrested. The uh, the story is, and any business owner can relate to this. 
there is a tangle of overlapping responsibilities, state and locally, uh, in terms of you know regulations and who can open the rest of it. The state said, yeah, you're good to go. Alameda County said, no, we have a special problem here. We need to be extra cautious. The governor of Cal Unicornia has deferred to counties, finally, because he's been listening to us tell, us, tell him he has to, uh, because it varies so much county to county. We have been saying that you got to let the counties make their own decisions. Right, right, which is fine. Um, on the other hand, this one appears to be you know, capricious and overly cautious. And as usual, it's by the the edicts are being granted by people who have two situations going on, which are key to the decision. One, they're government officials who will never miss a paycheck, so they have zero sensibility, zero, zero sensitivity about what the private sector is and how it functions. In many cases, they've never had a job where you could get fired. And the second aspect of this that is so important, and Doctor Fauci who's testifying before Congress, has admitted this or has stated it. His responsibility is to lower the number of people who croak from the Chinese bat flu, period. Other people are in charge of making sure the economy doesn't die. So like this gal in Alameda County, if the econ- if we go back to like subsistence living, and cannibalism, and 80% unemployment, but she saves a handful of lives, she will be pointed at as a success. Her only concern is that one side. Well, then you can't let her make the decision. Right, right. That has to be counterbalanced, which is, I think, what's happening now because Elon Musk had the balls to call Alameda County on their bluff and say, no, you guys are overreaching. We are safe. We've satisfied you know, quite a few of the requirements. We're doing it. And now we'll we'll see how this plays out. I have a pretty strong feeling I know how it's going to play out. They will hurriedly decide that uh, Tesla is indeed in compliance uh, with the Alameda County edicts, and we wish them all the best in cranking out their cool-looking electric but cars. But probably presented in some sort of tone that makes it sound like, but only because we allowed it, and we're keeping oh, sure. our eye on you. Right. They were able to fulfill our requirements, which we changed overnight because they were calling our bluff. Just some of the responses to his tweet yesterday. This is what it means to be an American, this person said. Another said, thank you, Elon, for fighting back. We, the people, stand with you. Uh, what fighting for your workers actually look like. If anything, this, this pandemic has shown us it's that Elon Musk has the biggest testicles on the planet. Ha ha. But also this point of view. They're like Elon Musk melons. Like the size of the Horn of Plenty or whatever that is at Cape. South, what is that cape there? South Africa? Where oh, the Cape from? of Good Hope? Cape of Good Hope, yes. Yeah. There you go. What? Um, horn of Plenty was his metaphor for the economy, that the, the economy is not a magic horn of plenty. Right. Right. Right, yes. that's right. Many horns. That's what was bouncing around in my head. Mm. Uh, will you take responsibility for dead employees and pay for their funerals? It's really sad that you value production over human life. Because that's clearly going to happen. Except now, it's not. That and could be a human being. That could be a Russian troll trying to start a fight and cause ah, division. Always Russian trolls are human beings too, Jack. Are they? I mean, technically, I think. Yeah. I suppose technically they are. All right. <laughs> but he. But I don't think that argument holds as much weight because he's gonna. He's. I'm on the line with these guys. I'm not. I'm not ordering my workers back to work while I reap the profits i'm willing to go there and 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 work with them well and the idea that elon musk can't understand keeping a place clean and keeping people from trading a disease is is pretty silly the guy sends rockets into space (laughs) from his garage more or less all right i think he can figure it out 
If some, my almost, I almost got aggressive there. I almost started casting aspersions. <laughs> my God, I need to work on that. <laughs> if some halfwit, last in medical school class, county official can figure out how to keep us from trading the Chinese bat fever, I think Elon Musk can. That's a decent point. Um, I'll read a cut, just a couple more. Elon is a legend and a patriot. Keep up the great works by standing up for everyone. Followed by, how about you just let your workers unionize? And let's remember that Mr. Musk said the whole panic over coronavirus is dumb. A couple of months later, 81,000 Americans have died. All right. Uh, what's that got to do with today and whether or not you can open up? I'm just saying he has no credibility. I respectfully disagree. Okay. Well, his point was every other car company in America has opened back up. Or is about to, yeah. He's not done something crazy. Mm -mm. Way out of line. He's not the first by a month to try to do this again. This is what everybody else is doing. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, it's all about public officials who have one priority because that is how they believe they will be held accountable. And there is no counterbalance of the need to restart the economy. Actually, you know what? What time is it? When we come back... Hammer time? When we come back, a great Alameda County resident, okay. MC Hammer. Oh, oh that's right. Is that right. an accident? Well, I mean, because no. that's pretty good. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, uh, but where were we? Ah, yes. The uh, fabulous counterbalance to the... Any cost is worth it if we save one life by shutting down the entire economy, which is the argument of the utterly uninformed and and probably stupid. And we're getting you will you will hear these numbers. You will memorize them. You will spout them to your friends. That's awesome. And we also have the uh, the news is out on what their plan is for the baseball season or what they're going to pitch to the players anyway. This very specific. So stay tuned. The Armstrong and Getty show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I was thinking about this yesterday, the whole uh, reopening thing versus the virus in various ways. It might be the biggest decision humanity's ever had to make. A lot of your big decisions were made by just a handful of people, and you didn't get to weigh in on that. Uh, it's believed that roughly 15 people started World War I. Um, How interesting. Had the power to start World War One. Obviously, Hitler had a major role on his own in uh, World War Two, But uh, this is, you know, in a democracy, getting to weigh in on something as big as that. Because this is our economy tanking is causing a worldwide depression. Right. Other countries are doing the same thing, but right. we're, we're at the top economy. And uh, and, and we, we are deciding as a people when to say, okay, that's enough of that versus a pandemic. It, I don't know if there's ever been a decision like this in world history. For this big an amount of people? Hmm. Well, yeah, it's it's looked at differently these days, too, than during the polio pandemic, for instance, or or the flu pandemic of 57, 58, just because we have such an enormous welfare state and the, con- the, uh, the country, the government's willingness to just print money to solve it is kind of unprecedented. So the framework of it's different, but you're right. Yeah, so it's unique. It's a first. The general manager, the honorary honorary general manager this morning, I was thinking could be idiotic false choices. 
because as I drive and listen to the news every morning, everything is presented like it's for an eight-year-old that doesn't have the intellect or the experience to understand any subtlety or the idea of trade-offs. Right. Well, I just saw up there that 40, 38 of the 40 states have uh, uh, lessened restrictions. Right. Well, some of those states you can now fish, but everything else is the same. Some right. of those states, they're practically back to normal. So it varies a lot. In other words, those trade-offs are being considered carefully at the local level, and wisely or unwisely, depending where you're looking at, being dealt with. Policies are being launched based on the reality. The one thing that's not happening anywhere in America is the idiotic, oversimplified false choice of, Dr. Fauci says it would be dangerous to open too early, while the president said we have to reopen. Absolutely nowhere in the United States of America is the question being considered that idiotically, except everywhere in media all the time. And I'm looking at you, you New York Times and Washington Post, pretending there's no subtlety to it. And on that theme, I was uh, watching a little uh, Tucker Carlson last night, and uh, he was talking about, well, the, the, the trade-offs, essentially, um, and some of the statistics that are piling up during the shutdown. That would be clip number 31. In Franklin County, Ohio, drug overdose deaths this year are up 50% over a year ago. Deaths. Many other counties are reporting similar trends. A report by IQVIA, a health analytics company, estimates that 80,000 cancer diagnoses have been missed in this country thanks to delayed medical care. 80,000. What will be the outcomes there? Calls to the Federal Emotional Support Hotline have surged a thousand percent. And then, of course, and this is secondary, but there is the economic damage which will reverberate for decades. 30 million Americans, more actually, have lost their jobs so far. So the idea that it's lives versus the economy or opening up versus staying safe is idiotic. It's those lives or those lives over here. And the economy, he said, you know, to a lesser extent or whatever he said, it's secondary, except that the economy is absolutely fundamental to health outcomes. So it, this is a series of difficult trade-offs amidst a fair amount of uncertainty. If, if you can't handle that, and again, I'm looking at you, main lamestream media. Lamestream media. Then just stay out of the way. All right? You're not helping whipping up people against each other who essentially agree with each other and just want what's best for the American people. But no, you traffic in nothing but conflict and idiotic, overly simplified choices. Idiotic, lamestream media. Yes, in summary. In summary. Uh, So how many games are they planning to uh, play in Major League Baseball? What are they pitching here? I think it's starting on July 4th. Uh, that's very patriotic. I love it. Like the sound of that. Yep. And then um, they're uh, they're going to use um, wiffle balls instead. <laughs> What's your source? And they're going to use hot dogs for bats. Oh, if they start throwing the riser pitch with the wiffle ball, where you, oh, you got the holes on the please. bottom, oh. you go sidearm. That thing just rises Fire right it. up under the chin. Velocity matters. If they don't broadcast 70 games or so, according to their uh, contract with the TV people. Your regional sports networks. R- right. It's Yeah, it, there's national and regional stuff, but just to, to thumbnail it, um, Major League Baseball will owe various networks $175 million. Uh. 
Yeah, well, so they're really anxious to, to trot some games out there. Well, they're proposing an 82-game season, which is a heck of a lot of games. See, that's the thing. Baseball season is so long. That's a full NBA season, which NBA seasons are uh, interminable. Mm-hmm. So uh, the idea of playing 82 games just seems like plenty to me. Um, And start around July 4th. And get it going with no with no fans. Obviously, I think everybody understands that's going to be the case, right? For all sports for a while, um, but eighty two games is a lot of games. Oh, Are you yeah. going to feel like they got ripped off? Or no, especially if it starts July fourth. We don't have any idea who the best teams are. We've only played eighty two games. They could come back. Interesting insider perspective for you. There is a fair amount of concern. Oh, first of all, they got to get it past the Players Association. And there are a lot of players that are activists on what's the protocols to keep us from getting the Chinese bat fever. They're really concerned about it. And they're all, well, a lot of them are rich young men with so much money in the bank, they'd just as soon wait a year. But anyway, um, one insider perspective is there is so much jawing on the baseball field. Teams at each other, uh, teams at the umps. Um, occasionally the umps back at the players, etc. And if all that can be heard, there is going to be enormous hostility. I wonder if they would eliminate because that. Because of crowd noise. I wonder if they would eliminate that knowing everybody can hear them. Because you say that stuff, you know, under the assumption that nobody can hear you. Right. Or you're only half heard. Just like you talk quieter at a quiet restaurant or somebody in a, if there's somebody in a booth right behind right. you. Plus, there's the dignity of, for instance, from the umpire's point of view, if you just hear, God, Jimmy, from the dugout, you can ignore that with dignity. But if you hear, come on, Jimmy, you incompetent jackass, I can't believe you draw a paycheck. I hate you and your mother. Then you've got to address that. you got to turn and address that. <laughs> so could they adapt? Oh, boy. Uh, oh, and there's a hockey schedule, too. Armstrong and Getty.